Yo, what's up, my loyal people? Welcome to the Loyalty Over Cloud Podcast. My name is Ari. And I'm Big Daddy Vaughn. Oh, goodness. Yes, Big Daddy Vaughn. (laughs) (laughs) You and this Big Daddy Vaughn. Amen. I'm really shocked at you. I'm so proud of you, boo-boo. For what? Because you've been doing really good on the podcast. I'm really proud of you for being vulnerable and talking about those hard things. Yeah, I'm not really vocal as far as, you know, talking about my personal stuff, but... I know. I guess. But you're doing really good, though, for real, for real, like, for real. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. And today is another one of those hard topics. Lord. Y'all know last week we talked about our, um, our first time living in Greenville and how hard that was, and... Today, um, if you remember from the last episode, we kind of skipped over one of the little big pieces of what happened, um, you know, during that time. And, you know, Vine, you want to you want to oh, go ahead well, and, so and start with it. Start from the start from the beginning. I bet you know how I like to tell a story. I tell a good story. <laughs> so <laughs> whenever uh, I was saying on last episode how I was going from job to job and then I was like, I'm going to go to the military. And then I was saying everything at MEPS was great. Mm-hmm. Um, but some things happened. So when I um, went to MEPS, uh, it was early in the morning. I stayed at the hotel the night before. Um, you know, it was a crazy experience. I didn't know what to expect. Um, but I just knew I wanted to, you know, do what's best for my family. So early that morning, went to MEPS. Uh, had to do all these physical tests, had to do, like, duck walks and um, all this crazy stuff, man. And um, had to get our weight, um, had to, you know, check our, just everything, had to check everything. So I passed everything, Mm -hmm. I mean, with flying colors. So then I had to take the last test, which is the vision test. And, um... I was like, okay, I got 20-20 vision. Mm-hmm. And so when I went in there, I couldn't see. Like, when they showed both, where, where, when they when the, when the machine they used let me see from both of my eyes, I could see everything clearly. But once they, like, blocked one of my eyes, I couldn't see anything. Like, there was just a blank spot there. And I was like, what the world is going on? And so they was like, oh, it's probably a malfunction. Let's do it again. And so we did it again, and the same thing happened. I was like, man, I can't see anything. So I I didn't pass the division the part. And so I went back, and um, this doctor, the doctor came. She was like, oh, my God, I think I know what you have. And I'm just sitting here, you know, just – what I got, because I was like, I ain't got nothing. I'm good. Mm-hmm. And she was like, um, I think you have a tumor. And I was like, what? <laughs> Me and my wife was like, what? Mm-hmm. Yes, you. Ha- I think you have a tumor. It's called a pituitary tumor. You have all the signs. You you know, you can't see your peripheral vision. I was just like, lady, girl, I just didn't pass the, you know, eye test. I'll, I'll probably pass it next time I go in there. So... It was like, no, we need it. So then I took another test, 
it was a more advanced machine. And she was like, yes, you need to go to the emergency room immediately. So I'm still thinking, like, this lady tripping, man. I ain't got no tumor. I don't go to the hospitals or anything like that. I'm good. I feel great. So I went in there. I think I had to get some tests or whatever. Uh, I think I had to get a, a MRI, I think. Mm-hmm. So I get an MRI. I'm sitting there laughing and joking. So the other doctor um, from the other hospital was like, you have a, Mr. Washington, you have a tumor. And I was like, what? He was like, yes, you have a pituitary tumor. You see this area right here? This is supposed to be a blank, a blank area. But you see it's full there. That's mm-hmm. your tumor. It's the size of a quarter. Silver dollar. Yeah. A silver dollar, I guess. And I was like, I was like, so what's what's next? You know what I'm saying? And he was just like, Well, um, we're gonna do a little bit more tests to, you know, to clarify everything. But yes, you do have a tumor. So he left and I was like in shock. I couldn't mm-hmm. say anything. I didn't know what to say. I, I was just like, I just couldn't believe it, man, because, mm-hmm. I mean, I never go to the hospital. I don't smoke, don't drink. I don't do any of that stuff. So for him to say I have a tumor was kind of crazy to me. Mm-hmm. And for him to have the proof, like, here it is right there. Right. Like, I can't, I can't dispute it anymore. Mm-hmm. And so it was a lot of things going on through my mind. Um, I was scared. Um, I I, I don't want to die. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thinking like, man, you know, what if I die? Uh, you know, my wife gonna have another man. Uh, what? <laughs> really? My kids, my kids <laughs> gonna grow up without their dad. Well, they'll have my other man. Don't play. Don't play. (laughs) You said it. (laughs) But I mean, it was just a lot going on through my mind and I was just so scared. So Mm -hmm. I really didn't really tell a lot of people. Mm -hmm. I really just kind of kept it in. And um, so then um, we got to the surgeon that works, that does these surgeries quite often. And he was just going to there. Oh, yeah, you know. Um, well, you had the chief because they were so serious about what you had yeah. that they set you up with the chief of surgery. Yeah, and he was just like, so you have no symptoms at all. And he was just looking at me like, bro, most people have crazy symptoms. Mm-hmm. Like what he would say, like oversized hands and feet yeah. and erectile dysfunctions. And yeah. we, we and had like, that. And the crazy thing, I was started thinking like, you know, did I have any signs? And I remember one time I was a job I took, and you know, like you stand on the end of, end of the wall and you see like the, mm-hmm. the letters and stuff, and I put it over my right eye and I couldn't see nothing. I was like, what the world? But mm-hmm. I didn't think nothing of it. And then it was another time I was driving at night, and then you know, when you finish the last of a soda, you, you pull it all the way up to get that last bit and it cover your vision. And, like, I lost vision for a second. I was like, whoa, what the world going on? Mm-hmm. But I never really paid it any attention mm-hmm. until he was just like, bro, you, you, you didn't have any symptoms, Mr. Washington? And then I started thinking back, and I was like, wow, that's what was going on. Mm-hmm. So he was just like, well, you know, 
we have some options. I was like, okay. He was like, surgery. And I was like, absolutely not. And he was like, you have pills. Take these pills. It's going to shrink it. And I was like, okay, let's do the pills. And then my wife, mm-hmm. my wonderful, lovely wife, uh-uh. No, we just going to get it removed. We're because, not doing no pills. Because and I'm just the like, pills were not necessarily the best option because it could potentially – at this point, your vision, you have lost your peripheral vision. So the pills would have been long. Like that was a long time to for us to figure out if it worked or not because they also wanted to make sure it wasn't cancerous. Right. And so it, the pills would shrink it more. It was more effective if it was cancerous for the pills. You know, for it being benign, then it was more made more sense to do surgery because the pills were showing that they help more with cancerous tumors. Right. So there was no reason to even go with putting that in your body when we didn't even know what the outcome was. We didn't even we didn't even know if it was going to even do anything. So now you're steadily letting this tumor grow because you got to think about. He said it was growing for at least two years. Right. So it's the size of a silver dollar. You you know you laughed at the difference between a quarter and a silver dollar, but for a tumor, that's a di- that's a big. You got to think about that. Yeah. That's a growth, a, a growth that ain't supposed to be there. So that's a that difference. Little, that little hole that it was in, it was. Yeah, because your pituitary, it. It, your tumor was bigger than the pituitary gland itself. Right. You know, so which is and it was pressing on your optic nerve, which is why the tumor was pressing on your optic nerve, which is why you did not have your side vision. And so, um, that of course not. No, he's not doing the pills because it's not effective. We want something that's going to be effective. I don't care. I don't care nothing about what you're saying. And I did not give you an option. You're going to have that surgery. Yeah. And I was just like, man, come on. I really didn't want to do it. Like, mm-hmm. and I was so scared. Like, mm-hmm. I was crying. Yeah. Oh, man. It, you were literally, so once you found out, we found out in July. And we didn't even have the kids with us because they were in Florence with their godparents. So um, it was me, you, and my mom was here. Yeah. This was when we were in Greenville. So my mom was here for, I think, a, a AKA thing, I think. Yeah. Was it then? I don't okay. know. But she was here for that. So she, you know, she was here with us. But, um, but yeah, like, you really struggled after that. Like, you went through a depression. I don't know if you remember yeah, it. I was. But I you was. were, you were, cry- you was in the bed with your head covered. You were crying. Like, I was like, yeah, Lord, I didn't want to, I didn't want to do nothing. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to just, I mean, I just didn't want to do anything. Cause mm-hmm. I was just like, well, shoot, my life is over. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just like, why me? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like. I try to pride myself in, you know, being a good person. I'm not, I'm not perfect, but I don't, you know, I don't do anything malicious to people intentionally. Right. Um, I'm a, I'm a husband, a faithful husband. Um, I try to be the best dad to my kids. Like mm-hmm. I'm just, I feel like I'm just a good guy. Yeah. And I'm just like, why is this happening to me? And then think about all of the stuff that was going on prior to that, right. which was the struggles that we were going through in everyday right. life. And now, like you said, once you got to that point, it was like, yes, I finally found my finally way. Finally found <laughs> something. Yeah. Just like with the bank thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Finally about to make a difference. And then the recruiter was like, man, I'm telling you, your your, your family is going to love it. Mm-hmm. Man, You with, this, with these grades, you can get any degree. You can get any job you want, mm-hmm. and with the good grades you got, you can pick any location you want. Mm-hmm. And, and, Seven and dreams. Man, we was ready. We were I was so, so ready. ready 
to do mm-hmm. that. I was prepared. I was like, I mean, it was crazy. And it just get shut down so On hard. that last step. The that last was the final step. step. I passed every step. Physically healthy. I mean, everything is good. I couldn't pass a vision test. Mm-hmm. And then not passing the vision test shows that I have a tumor. Mm-hmm. Like, I go from almost about to be in the military creating, you know, a better life for my family to now nothing. Mm-hmm. And we were in a period of time where, like you say, going from job to job. Then mm-hmm. I, I couldn't work. They were just like, you just don't know what this tumor is doing, so we don't recommend you doing physical stuff. Yeah. And, and I'm just like, bro. So then I was just like, man. I thought that was when you went to selling cars. Yeah, that's when I was selling cars. Mm-hmm. That's exactly when I was selling cars. Yeah, I think that's when it was. And, um, you know, it was just, it was rough, man. It really was. It was a mental battle mm-hmm. like no other. Yeah. And it's just like. It, it was just rough, man, and I didn't know how to really process it. I didn't tell anybody, and, you know, I didn't even tell my, I don't, I don't even think I told my parents. Yeah, I, I called them I that did. day. That oh. that day that you were in the, that, you know, after we left there, I um, called them and told them oh. we were at the emergency room. Well, I didn't tell them. My yeah, wife told I did, because that really, was traumatizing. Yeah, I didn't talk to nobody. I really didn't really want to talk to anybody. Mm-hmm. And so the closer and closer uh, the surgery got, the more and more I didn't want to have the surgery. But mm-hmm. my wife was like, dude, you got to do this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we were just looking up pituitary stuff, and it was just like, well, you know, there's a good rate. There's, you know, it was a Where good. Where we found that at? The one video we saw? We ain't saw no videos to help us out. Well, I was trying to hope on any piece but I'm, of hope I could get. I'm saying when we were looking it up, because we never heard of it oh, before. Oh, yeah, 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 So yeah. we did, like, our research, looking it up online. I know I did for sure. And it was, like, maybe one or two videos out there. Yeah, but it wasn't. Really yeah, it wasn't many videos, which is why that while ago you we you know you decided to do that video whenever oh, we posted yeah, it on yeah, instagram yeah. i mean on um YouTube. youtube because there wasn't any videos it was maybe right. one and it was not a, a one that looks like us right um so it was hard to even know what to expect yeah nobody really talked about like mm-hmm. anything so you know we come up to the surgery um oh my god Man, that was rough. I did not want to go. But Ariel was like, Vaughn, you got to do this. And, you know, so I was just like, all right. I was like, Lord, please, please, if you get me out of this. Mm -hmm. And, you know, had the surgery. Um, He took the whole tumor out. Mm -hmm. Um, Everything was good. Um, And then when I came back, it was like, man, I was in so much pain, man. Yeah, we, like, again, you skipping all the good details. What? But first of all, that day we drove from Greenville to Columbia, you were so jittery. Like, you were so anxious. You could barely. Oh, <laughs> you that could, man I know, said. I know. I'm, I'm just saying you're forgetting those details. I'm saying, like, you were talking about going up, too. Then, you, you know, we got in there. I think your mom and dad was there. Yeah. And somebody else, I don't even know who that was they brought with them. But you know, they we prayed, we did all that good stuff, you know, to make sure he was covered. 
um super duper de duper cover um you know and it was hard for me because after that they left um Mm -hmm. and then it was just me there and you know i don't have my kids with me there you know wherever they were i think they were were in greenville and then also the surgery took longer than it was supposed to um so i was scared i was like oh my god what is going on they said it's gonna be this hours it's done been you know two two hours over that and you know he didn't get done until dark (laughs) and he was there that early it was supposed to be like a i think they said four hour surgery ended up being like six six hours seven hours Mm -hmm. um you know long it it was a long surgery and um you know they came and they talked to me they did come out and update like because the ear nose and throat did majority of the work the ear nose and throat got the you know whatever he needed up the nose thank god they could go through the nose and didn't have to cut um, because of where it was behind his eyes, you know, the eyes are right there. So they were able to go through his nose. Um, you know, they came out there and let me know when they made it up there. And then they said that the um, neurosurgeon was going to do what he had to do. And then um, then they, they came and let me know. Well, actually, the neurosurgeon came out after he was done and said he believed that he got all of it. Um, there was no pieces from what he can tell that was left, but there was swelling. So we would have to do another scan in order to make sure all of it was gone. And then, you know, they would let me come, let me know whenever the ear, nose, and throat was finished taking every, you know, all the the, the utensils or whatever you want to call those things, um, taking them out and getting him to, you know, getting him set up with the little stuff up his nose and all the other kind of stuff. So that was scary, just sitting there waiting in limbo. I was hungry. I could, didn't want to leave. I ain't too much no nothing about no DoorDash then. Now, now Feranda was living in, in Columbia then, so I did go by her house to wash and all the other kind of stuff because it was longer than we expected but I think that first day that first time that after you got out of surgery I didn't go anywhere well that whole time we used surgery, I didn't go anywhere I think there were food trucks outside yeah. and I walked downstairs to get something for the food truck but I was just so scared to leave because I was like Lord if I leave he might not what if, what if something happens so um yeah I didn't I didn't leave and then you waking up and I feel like I can say more on this one because you were definitely out of it um, but when you were waking up, I documented it, you know, as far as did your videos, because I wanted you to know the experience that you went through, um, you know, so you were waking up and you were just so groggy and you were trying to sit up and I'm like, where are you sit back? Where are you going? You, oh, my nose hurt. My nose, I bet it do hurt, man. They just went all the way up there. <laughs> like, I'm sure your nose hurts. And so, um, you know, and I guess South Carolina is not a, a spousal state. So whenever they were wheeling you to the back, you weren't complaining of pain then. So they asked you, did you want pain medicine? And you told them, folks, no. And I was like, okay, they just had brain surgery. But hold on, let me get a little bit further in the story because you don't remember none of this. So um, I was saying, can you please still give him something? Because I know that, you know, it's the, it's the, he's on anesthesia, all the other kind of stuff is when it wears off, I know he's going to be in pain, you know? Um, so, and that's just going from, you know, just, just being, yeah. And having experienced surgery myself, like I, he's going to be in pain when he wake up. So, um, she was like, well, no, we can only give it to him if he asks. And, you know, he's saying he doesn't want anything. I guarantee y'all a, a hour later, he was in so much 
pain. Like, it was excruciating pain. Like, you can tell on his face that he just was not with it. And so then I was like, Vaughn, you have to ask them for medication. And so then I did the little bell. And I had, because he was still kind of in and out, in and out. So I, ha I had to make him, like, literally prompt, okay, so what you going to say when she come in? You know, like, you have to ask for medication. I can't say anything. Um, so then I called the nurse in. She came in. And he asked for a medication. And so she asked him again. I was like, girl, just get it, man. The dang on medication, keep it pushing. But his pain was so bad that they couldn't give him um, any Tylenol because that would have done nothing to the amount of pain that he was in. So they ended up giving him a very small dose of fentanyl. And it and giving him that dose, it killed the pain instantly. Mm -hmm. But it only lasts for a couple of minutes. And so they had to keep doing that in super, super small increments uh, because the drug is so powerful. They did it in small increments until they were able to get on top of the pain because he let it go a little bit too long with trying to be a thug. So, um, you know, they were able to get on top of it and then were able to give him um, some narcotics. They did give him narcotics um, at that point. Um, yeah, that was... Oh. And then that next day... That next day, well, actually, they tried to put me out. They did. Yeah, they Why? tried to put me. They because I, they, I, you were in ICU. They said I couldn't sleep in ICU. Oh wow. Yeah, you can't stay the night in ICU. But guess who stayed the night in ICU? I, ain't lying. I did. I'm I had it out she, with she, that nurse. She <laughs> man, she stuck. I'll tell you. But you know who had my back though? Who? That nurse that remember we had talked to the older lady. You remember she was like she just became a nurse a couple of years ago. Yeah. And she had bought an RV and her, her husband just traveled. She was a what you call that? Um, travel nurse. Travel nurse. And um, she you know that's who had my back. She was like she can just stay. She's like just don't lay out. Um, and just sit back in the court because you you really not supposed to have anybody stay. And I was like, I have nowhere to go, even though I did have a place to go. I was like, I have nowhere to go. I don't live here. I live an hour and a half away. I don't have transportation. Like, I can't go back and forth. I'm staying. Like I don't care what y'all say, even if because they wanted me to go sleep in the waiting room, which I did for a minute. I did, and I came back, and I was like, I'm not sleeping out. I'm not staying out there. And she was like, well, according to it, we can't have any, but I am not going. And thankfully, she finally ended up that I, um, you know, realized that I wasn't going anywhere. I tried to I tried to be obedient and go out there and then stay in them little tiny chairs and something. But I, I got my butt back around there. And I was like, no, no, I'm, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. And so, um, but yeah, she 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 had my back. She let me, um, she did let me, let me stay. Yeah, that was, yeah, and then um, I think, uh, <laughs> So I started, I, I guess I was back in my right mind. Mm -hmm. And, uh, man, it was this dude, man. Like, of course, I haven't washed. Mm -hmm. I have a catheter and all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. And so it was this dude, <laughs> and he had to wash me, right? That was your CNA. And, like, this dude washing <laughs> all my stuff. He didn't even get to that point. Man. I was just like, bro. He ain't even get. I saw how uncomfortable. Yeah, I, I was so. Thing is, I was so uncomfortable. I was like, no, bro, babe, look, 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 look. Let me tell you something that I ain't never told you before, right? I was sitting there. I knew I was gonna do it, but I wanted to see how far you was gonna let that man go. <laughs> I could have stopped him from the beginning, 
And I'd be like, no, I'll wash them up. But I just wanted to see. Oh, wow. I know, I know. I never said it before. But I was like, this is about to be so funny. And you was frowned up. He was frowned up. And I just seeing y'all reaction like, dude, I don't want to touch you. And you like, dude, I really don't want you to touch me. Like, it was so funny. Like, But then I was like, when he, because I let him wet the rag and everything. (laughs) And then I was like, no, I got it. I'll wash them out. He was like, thank you. Thank you. Because I'm I'm at a point, I can't do nothing. Yeah, and that was before you realized you couldn't even walk. You didn't even know that your balance was going to be off. When I tell you, I was so happy. I was like, please don't let this dude wash my wash me <laughs> and I, uh, Aria said I'd do it I was like oh my god thank you Jesus it was so funny because I was at a point where I I mean if he would have just did it I, I mean I couldn't do nothing but let him do it and so I was oh man <laughs> it was funny though I did mm-hmm. I did stop him though but then I was mad at him at the same time because on that thing it says do not drink out of straw I went and washed that's all, I, and this is a reason why I didn't want to go nowhere. I went to Ferranda House to wash my behind, and come right back. I didn't even go get me nothing to eat. I went and came back, and in that time, you drinking out a darn straw. I didn't know. It's clear on front of you, in front of you. You, your vision should have been on its way back at that point. Like it's clear on that board in front of you, no straw because you didn't need any suction because you didn't want to open. Uh, I think they was like, uh, it could create bleeding or something like that. And oh. so you weren't supposed to drink out of a straw. And it's clear, no straw. And I get in there, and this man has a cup. And he is drinking out of straw when I walk in that room. I lost it. I lost. I was like, oh, wait. Yeah, yeah, and the yeah, man yeah. was in there though. Whenever I was walking in, and you were drink, I guess he had just brought it to you. Yeah. And I was like, wait, 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 no, 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 no. He's supposed to be drinking out of the straw. He was like, oh god, oh my god. And you was like, oh shoot. And I was like, y'all, he cannot be drinking out of a straw. It's clearly right here. I was oh, mad at yeah. both of y'all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, dude, you just got out of freaking surgery, and now you in here breaking the rules already. Hey man, it was rough, but she, <laughs> y'all, she held me down. I ain't mm-hmm. gonna lie. The, the, uh, one of the ladies was like, most, most uh, spouses they leave and then just come back when it's time to pick them up. And I was there like, ain't wow. no way. I, I don't like, care wow. if I stayed up the street. There is no way that I could let you have brain surgery and just come back and get you. And that's why she was so like. That's why she was so like a. Uh, um, about me not staying because they never had anybody stay. Right. And I was like, girl, bye. I ain't going nowhere. Not with my man up in here. I ain't lying. Mm-hmm. And then, so I guess I got well enough to go home. And um, I thought they let you go too soon. Why? But you was ready to go. Yeah, I was ready to go. Because I was like, you just had brain surgery the day before yesterday. Like, why are they so ready to send you home now? Yeah, I, I thought you weren't ready. I, I, was ready I thought they to were go. going to. So usually how well how I thought it worked was you go from ICU to a regular room. You don't go from ICU to being checked out. I thought they were going to take you to a regular room, make sure, you know, you were good and all the other kind of stuff. And then because you, you couldn't even really walk. You were struggling, even though you, you, you know, you were because your equilibrium had to get back right because we don't think about it. But that tumor had at home. So when they removed that, it threw your equilibrium off. OK. You know, yeah. so so it was kind of like you were really struggling to to walk that when you first got up. 
Yeah. And so I was like, dang, they're not even going to let the man walk down the hallway and come back. Like, dog, they was ready to get you up out of there. I really. And I was ready to get up out of there, I too. know, but I really thought that they should have at least kept you another day or two. No. But, but, honey, it was almost an outpatient surgery, and I don't know. No brain surgery be no outpatient. Hey, because I'm a thug. All right, anyway. <laughs> and um, so we get home. It mm-hmm. was rough because they were like, you can't pick nothing up. Mm-hmm. Over 10 pounds. You couldn't even bend down. Yeah, I couldn't bend down. I couldn't do nothing. All I could do was uh lay in that bed. I mean, no, you lay on that even, chair. Yeah, lay on that chair. I couldn't go upstairs. Up the stairs. I couldn't do nothing. I couldn't eat nothing. All I could mm-hmm. eat was mashed potatoes. Mm-hmm. And then I had them stents up my nose. It was mm-hmm. just, I couldn't breathe. It was just terrible. And they said no up and down, like elevations and anything like that, which is why you couldn't go upstairs because of the pre- they didn't know about the pressure or whatever. Yeah. So that up and down going to the bathroom, you couldn't do that. You literally had to sit in one spot and use a little urinal thing um, because you couldn't you couldn't go any you know anywhere. You couldn't it's drive. It's crazy because like when I would like pee, I would get like super weak for some reason. Mm. That was crazy. And you that headache. You had a headache for. The sun was so oh, hard yeah, on you. I had to wear shades in the house. Yeah, I remember that. Mm. It was so bright. Because like, I think you had to wear my shades home. I, I mean, but it was all back up in there. Ain't no telling. Your man, eyes just must have had to get used to the change. I ain't lying. I couldn't. Man, I had, it was dark in there. Mm-hmm. And I just, ooh, Lord. Oh, now you bringing mm-hmm. that memory. You, had to memory. Wear sh- you wore shades on the way home. You was like, I can't take it. And if I'm not mistaken, I either you wore one of my pairs of shades that was in the car or I went and got you a pair of shades because you really couldn't take that sun. Mm-mm. Um, So I you wore shades no for a couple of, like for at least a week, two weeks. You wore, you wore shades inside of the house. Right. We had to keep the, you remember I took the black curtains and yeah. put up, Um, I had to go, went to the store. I got thought those. you put a cover over that first. Until you no, got the, the cover, curtain. the cover was over the chair. We already had the black curtains from upstairs because you worked the night shift job. Oh yeah, yeah. So we put the cover, the cover went over the actual chair because we didn't know, you know, what was going to be happening so and then i took the 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 blinds from i mean not blinds the curtains from upstairs the black curtains and put them downstairs Mm -hmm. so that you could get total dark you know total dark when you had to turn the lights on i just put the cover over my face yeah or get your shades (laughs) yeah that was Mm -hmm. we had to stay on top of your medicine because you know that pain medicine when Mm -hmm. that pain hit you was no good you were no good and um and it and then you know, like we said, remember, we are still going through <laughs> all of this financial stuff. Um, you know, and I got two kids and I'm he had it in October, so I'm still waking up, taking the kids to school, trying to make sure and I'm sleeping downstairs with him. I'm sleeping on the on the long couch. He's on the recliner couch. Um, you know, I'm sleeping downstairs with him. Sometimes the kids will sleep on the floor because they didn't want to go upstairs by themselves or whatever. But I'm still waking up, getting the kids, you know, getting uh, at least one kid, Elena, to school. And then Landon, at that point, Landon was going to, was Landon, Elena was in kindergarten. And Landon was going to Dodge at that point. Yeah. Because he had already got kicked out of the other daycare. Right. So he was going to her at that point. So I would take one to one place. And then on the days I felt like I had could travel because I was going from Piedmont to way 
over where Whitehorse Road is to way to Simpsonville. So mm-hmm. that's an hour traf- drive, hour half drive in the morning and then come back to Piedmont because my house at that point to Dodge house was at least 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we talking about an hour and a half drive to get everybody where they need to be. So if he woke up and he wasn't in the best, I would just take Elena to school and then come back and wouldn't take Landon or take him later or whatever the case is. Um, you know, so staying on top of that medicine, still trying to maintain the kids. And then as he got a little better, I ended up getting the job at that salon that was on Hayward Road. Okay. Yeah, and that's when I started making, you know, making a little mm-hmm. bit more money because she was popular and she they taught me how to lay wigs and I was yeah, already knew how to do, you know, yeah. so that what was keeping us afloat, uh, well, keeping us bar- from barely drowning, um, you know, at that point. But you, you know, you had a road of, rec- you know, a recovery and then going back and forth. We still had to go back and forth to the ear, nose and throat. Because, you know, he had to go in there and check this and check that and make sure this was doing good and make sure there wasn't no bleeding and then take out the little stents and then take out. Sticking them long. You don't know yeah. how far your nose go up till they you see that <laughs> long. I'm like, ain't no way that's going up my nose. <laughs> Man, he stuck that long there. And then, like, he had to clean the area. Mm-hmm. So he had to suck up all that dead tissue mm-hmm. that was up there from the surgery and you know that was kind of i want to say were packed. it was packed of what something first and then it was those clear things yeah yeah it wasn't i want to say it was painful but it was very uncomfortable yeah but and yeah. you we forgot about that you we so another scare is what we had to look out for was spinal fluid leaking oh, from his yeah. nose mm-hmm. and his nose would not stop running and that was a side effect one of the side effects is that his nose just wouldn't stop running. Like it would con- not constant, you know, but it would be kind of, you know, how when you got a snuff, sniffly nose, a stuffy nose, and you got a little bit that's showing up on it. Like it, that's what it was. But his was coming out of his nose, and I was like, Lord Jesus, please don't let. It. And they told us what color to look for. Yeah, please don't I'm let this like be no same, spinal fluid. I'm like the same color you describing it's look not, like snot yeah so, so I how can we tell yeah i was worried about that yeah too. that was one of the biggest the biggest um so that was a side effect about the spinal um spinal fluid leaking and also because the pituitary is a um, endocrine it's a part of the endocrine system hormones and so which is why they were asking about the size of his hands and the size of his feet and his um you know erectile functioning um you know because that could have he could possibly normally let's say this normally when someone has a pituitary tumor removed or something going on with the pituitary tumor they are on medication for the rest of their lives because that is such a, a vital gland um you know and you need that for a lot of different things in the body so normally when there is something happens to it you need a supplement you need a replacement to replace whatever is whatever it's not secreting and let's just say Vaughn is not on any kind of medication hey but remember now what that was a worry of mine too yeah because it was first, huge because the first two shoot about a month I couldn't yeah. I couldn't get hard. Oh, y'all. Lord, Vaughn. I couldn't. <laughs> All right. You ain't got to say it again. We got it. And I was just, just like. You had erectile dysfunction. dysfunction. <laughs> I was like, Lord, please don't let me be able to get hard no more. Vaughn. What am I going to do? 
that was a like that was a big fear of mine. I know it was like mine too. What what like what? Yeah, that was rough. But like, he said that it would take some time. It might you know might take some time. Man, look, I would have rather you have a snotty nose than to be. <laughs> I ain't lying, but thank God I ain't yeah, got that problem. You ain't got no. But was, that was a that was a big mm, fear of mine. The like, risk are really big, which is why I could understand why you didn't want surgery. But also the risk of not having it could have been death. And I'm true. sorry, but we would have figured out a way with if, if any of those side effects would have taken place. We would have mm, figured it out, baby. I don't know how, but we would have made it work. Um, you know, so and right, so like you know, it it was that was a, that was a pretty pretty difficult. And the um, crazy time. thing is, mm-hmm. I try like for a long time, and I still do. Mm-hmm. I kind of um, it sounds crazy, but try to forget that it ever happened. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of just yeah, just forget about it. But I realize I have to embrace it. Mm-hmm. Um, because now. I don't get, I mean, yeah, we go through a lot, and I get frustrated, but I kind of, you know, think back, like, man, Vaughn, dude, you really was about to be dead. Why is you whining? Why is you complaining? Mm -hmm. Like, it could have been way worse. You could be dead. Your wife could have another man. Oh, God, you You and this other man. I'm just saying, (laughs) this is what goes on in a man's mind, Okay. okay? I'm sorry. Your wife could be with another man. Your kids could be with a different, could have another dad, and he might not raise them like you raised them. He might be mean to them. Like, it's a lot of stuff, so I was just, you know, Mm -hmm. I have to realize when I go through things or whatever, I have to kind of come back and, like, dude, you can't, you know, you almost was dead. We need Mm -hmm. to be grateful. Mm -hmm. You know, even with sometimes with my job, I get frustrated. Mm. I'm sick of working. But, like, dude, be glad you are working. Right. Because you could have a physical mm. ailment that provi- prevents you from working. Right. So be appreciative and be happy that you can work. Yeah. So once I started embracing it, it made things that were f- we felt were big mm-hmm. was in the grand scheme of things not even close. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, yeah. it, it really helps out. And now that I embrace it, I don't go out saying, hey, I had a tumor. Yeah. <laughs> I don't go out saying that. But if somebody asks, you know, mm-hmm. like now that I'm talking about it, if they were to ask, I mean, I wouldn't mind sharing. Yeah. You know, so, but it, it really helps you realize what's really important. Mm-hmm. It helped me realize, like, my wife, like, bro, I never leave my wife, dog. Like, she been there for me through so much. Why would I leave her? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna do whatever I gotta do for. Her. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, bro, I realized like she really. I mean, I knew she was down, but like, bro, she really, she's really down for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Even the doctors was like, bro, I, man, you got you a good one, man. She ain't left. <laughs> Most spouses leave. Like she was there for me through everything, mm-hmm. and so like I really appreciate her for it because. A lot of people, you know, wouldn't have been there. Right. So because if you want to think about it from that aspect, you know, I know that you went through a lot because it was it was you who was going through it. But also thinking about the caregiver side, that is a hard task. 
Um, you know, and then top of caregiving, on top of working, on top of maintaining the kids and stuff, because you can't do those things. And then you were getting really upset about being home and not being able to contribute and not being able to do the things that you wanted to do. So that was having a toll on you as well, which kind of made you a little mean, not you weren't you. I don't want to say mean. you were snappy. Um, which is understandable, especially that first couple of months when, you know, you, you know, your little partner, Donnie, <laughs> wasn't doing, you know, you were kind of snappy and it kind of it kind of makes you feel like, dang, he don't see all of this I'm doing for him. Like I'm up, I'm literally down here every night. I make I got timers on my phone. I got this, that, and the third. And I'm like really like I'm trying. Like, oh my God, dude, give me a break. And then so whenever after the surgery and we this was at the beginning though, and we got home, of course my I think my mom was there watching the kids and taking them to school and stuff like that. And so when we got there, she didn't stay long, I don't think. I think she maybe left the next day or, or something. And then I was talking to your mom and all the other kind of stuff. And was explaining to her I didn't know you know that what I was saying would get the reaction that I got but I was explaining to her that you know these are the things that I'm going through that I'm dealing with you know and I'm we're making it work it's going to be good and you know her response wasn't what I thought it should have been but you know I had to be like no that's okay I got it like I mean like you could offer to come and help me with the kids but you're not going to offer to come and take my husband and bring him back with you right no I'm going to take care of him which is what I'm supposed to do you know and I'm I try to think about it now that you know that's a response for your son but also you know what about coming to help with these kids right you know I don't need you to come yeah I don't need you to come take him you know, no, at this point, we done did all the hard work, right. you know. So, you know, I, I was going through a little bit of that and feeling kind of alone when it came to that. But that was more of my thing because I did have people that came and, you know, that came and helped us out during that time. Um, You know, but it, it was it was hard on a caregiver because I'm going, you know, it, it kind of messed me up as well. Um, because I'm still having to help you wash, you know, you still couldn't go up the stairs at the beginning. So I'm still having to take, you know, help you to the bathroom and, and then wash you up there and then, you know, uh, take you back. And, you know, cause it's not as easy as I thought it would be, which is why we were looking for those, those videos, right. because I didn't know that you're, you're, you were going to be so unstable with walking. You know, I didn't know I was going to have to, you know, do, do that. And then, um, you had it in October, at surgery in October, like the October 20 something. And we moved in November 19th or November mm-hmm. somewhere. So yeah, we moved back because we knew that we weren't going to be able to afford that any longer. Right. Um, you know, granted we could have asked for at least two months. If somebody could have paid, you know, at least our rent for two months, everything else we could have where and, and, you know, give us some money for Man, I had like, a job. You remember I had a job lined up. Yeah. Yeah. You had, it was, it was, everything was going good, but we just couldn't make it to that point. Right. And, uh, I didn't want to ask anybody for any money like that because I didn't know when I was going to be able to pay it back. Um, I didn't know when I was going to be able to give, give it back or, or whatever the case was with that, because we were trying to just stay afloat. Right. So that's when we decided to move back. So then, he can't lift anything. He can't move anything. He can't do anything but just sit there and heal. I had to pack up a whole house pretty much by myself. I did make the kids do some work. I pretty much by myself pack up a whole entire house 
and get some help putting it in uh um U-Haul. Now, we ain't even had the money for the U-Haul. Can I give a shout out? Shout out. Usually we have BA to move mm-hmm. with us, but shout out to Quan. Yes. I give Quan a hard time. I really <laughs> you do. do. <laughs> I, every time I see him, I give him a hard time. But Quan came through. I ain't going to lie. He helped out a lot mm-hmm. for real. And I appreciate you for that. I yeah. really do appreciate it. I don't know if you I don't know if you hear this, but yeah. if you ever hear it, Quan, I appreciate you, man. Yeah. So he helped us move all the things out. Now, there are some things that we just couldn't get because it's just me and him. Like, me and Quan, we couldn't live out. Man, shoot. We couldn't even get the couch through the door. And so, like, it was it was, it was, was tough getting that stuff moved with just me and him. What's up? And I have another thing, too. Mm-hmm. The reason why I feel like I was snapped and stuff. What's up? As a man, to be so dependent mm-hmm. and to be so helpless, mm-hmm. and you can't do nothing but just sit there. Right. It really takes a toll on you mentally. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like I'm just this useless. I just feel like, why am I even here? Mm-hmm. I can't lift nothing. I can't even take the trash. Mm-hmm. I can't play with my son. Like at that time, my son was what two. He used to be picking him up, throwing him around when you playing. I can't do that. He got to learn to hand you stuff. He got, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> so it really. But they were really helpful too. They, they were, definitely understood. Whenever yeah. you got home, they had you a whole. Because I told my mama how to set the living room up for you according to what they told us at the hospital. So they had these cards ready for, ready for you, and they made these drawings and all mm-hmm. this other kind of stuff and. I know because we wanted to kind of make it like a celebration when you got home with a little bit of money that we did. I think my mama did go to Dollar Tree, get some balloons, if I'm not mistaken, or something of that nature to mm-hmm. make you feel welcome back. You know, you made it through type thing. And yeah. it's those little those little things. But I get it now. I understand. I understand now. And because even after that, I, you know, have gone through some surgeries myself. So I understand you know, the 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 mental space that you're in when you're solely dependent on somebody to do everything for you. Do everything. Um, granted, I haven't been, you know, in that situation where I was that dependent, but still, I can still understand, you know, understand the mind frame that you were in. And I didn't take it personal. Then you got to think about it. I was a CNA. I helped with my grandma. I was used to that already. But, you you know, it, it comes with the terror. It comes with it. It comes with the job. You know, but you also have to realize it's not personal. Right. You know, you didn't do anything violent to me. You didn't, you know, try to harm me or anything. You just were a little snappy. And it wasn't, it was just, it, it was just a little snappy. It wasn't anything like out, you know, that you were just a totally different person after surgery. Like, oh my God, did they mess up his brain type thing. But it was, uh, I understood it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that it was a difficult time as it was for both of us. But, um, you know, doing that hair and that made, you know, that kept us afloat for for at least a, a month. Right. Um, and then we made the, the decision to it was time to move back to where we could get grounded and, you and know, have, start have some help. Yeah. And get started again. Um, but we like I said, we always knew that when we you better know it when we, we left, we, coming back. we knew we were coming back. Because we knew that Greenville, the Greenville area was where we were supposed to be, destined to be. 
Um, why we can't? I can't answer that. I can't mm-hmm. answer that. I can't even say why we chose Greenville. We've tried other places. We even thought about Columbia. We even thought about Charlotte. Heck, we was even looking at Georgia mm-hmm. because we were really desperate to find that place of where. We, but every single time, it kept pulling. Greenville kept pulling, kept pulling, kept. Pulling. I was like, we said where we was gonna go. Now we, you know, now that you, I, you know. You know, out. I said out like you was, like you was locked like up was or something. In, yeah, like I, was in jail. I felt like I was in jail. Now Shoot. that you're better, and you know, we've moved back to um, Florence, and we, you know, we're starting to now. Granted, even though we knew in our head that we were going to move back, we were still kind of halfway making plans to stay because I think that financial, you know, the hardship that we went through when we were there was still at the front of our brains. I know it was for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I was like, mm, not too soon on that Greenville because I'm still right. kind of, <laughs> I'm still you know, kind of throw up. Started getting help again. Mm-hmm. You know, you yeah. can drop the kids off real quick. Yeah, it was the first time in a couple of years we could do that. So it was like, man, and it wasn't and it, and it wasn't frequent. It was just like when you needed, when you, you needed. Because pretty yeah. much we took the kids Everywhere. where we, yeah, mm-hmm. and then their godparents are truly amazing. Like they pretty, they always come through whenever we need them to. As far as keep, you know, with keeping the kids and stuff like that. But um yeah, like we 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 had that help, mm-hmm. but we knew we were coming back. We just knew. Yeah, so we definitely gonna dive into that uh probably next episode of how we are in Greenville now. Okay. Um and this is a much better story. Right. Than the first <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's still a little struggle, but yeah. it's a lot more um it's a lot more better uh, experiences yeah. the second time around. So, yeah. I mean, we I, learned a lot though through that did. through that year. Um, you know, through that through that year, three hundred and sixty five days. Like mm-hmm. I feel like we mm-hmm. learned so much and we changed so freaking much. And it also, which we didn't even talk about really, but it also helped us learn who was really for us. For real, for real. You know, and granted, we weren't asking for anything monetary. We, you know, we were expecting some, how you doing? Are you okay? Can I, you know, like just that check in. Yeah, and we didn't, didn't get even nothing. get that from some they of the was, closest people. Yeah, they was more worried about why didn't I tell them? Yeah. Why didn't you tell me you had a tumor, man? And I'm just like, hey, I, I, I'm alive. Yeah, I, I'm how are you? Yeah, like, I'm doing you know good. What I'm saying? Yeah, and so it was just like, but it it's it's all good though, cause I I know now I know who's really for me. Mm-hmm. I know who's really for my wife. I know who's really for my kids, and that's where I pretty much put my energy towards. Right, and so, we learned that one little tip tip from one of my old friends what? is that you know when people do stuff like that to you, you don't cut them off. You yeah, just don't make cut a them mental off. note. Mm-hmm. Using for your benefit. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, I, I don't use... say that. Now, now Vaughn, that's what Vaughn go by, but I don't say that. Use them jokers for I my benefit. I don't say that. I just say I make a mental note. And so, therefore, I know next time maybe a situation will happen and I know not to count on that person. Okay. I know not to even even uh you know entertain right. those people right. because i know they're not going to do anything you know than what they normally do right so i just make those mental notes i don't use anyone um you know i just remember i do well, i do i just remember don't feel bad. well okay but i just remember 
that, you know, how they treated or acted before. And then I try my best not to expect anything more than what they already can show. I don't expect anything from them. Mm. And I think, I mean, I know that's kind of a bad thing, but, you know, when you don't expect nothing from anybody, you don't get hurt as much because you don't expect nothing from nobody. Yeah, but that's that's not good because it's not it's when really you're not. when you have a village and when you're you mm-hmm. know you're building a building a village, you're supposed to count on those people. I'm supposed to expect even with the friends that we have now, I expect for you to do certain things. Like I expect for you to call and check on me. I expect for you know me, I'm gonna call and check on you. I re, I expect those things from friendships, and you so you I feel like you are supposed to have expectations from people. And if you can't have expectations from people, then there is no reason for me to talk to you at all. Right. So then you know I mean I ain't gonna use you. I'm just not gonna associate myself with you. Um, you know, cause that's I'm not I'm yeah I'm not doing it. You know, cause I'm even if I do use you, you still ain't bringing nothing positive to the table. So. Uh, not for me and my well-being anyway. So, right. I, I mean, I don't do that part, but I do make mental notes. And then I just kind of slowly ease off from that person. Um, you know, I'm not doing a back and forth type thing. Either, you you know, we're friends or we're not. You know, it's, it's, we're not in kindergarten. We're not, you know, in elementary school. We're an adult. We're adults. So either we're going to be friends or associates or whatever you may call it or not. Yeah, I just learned now. I give energy to who gives energy to me. Yeah. And that's it. That's whether it's family or friends. If you don't give me energy, I don't give you energy. If you give me energy, I give you energy. I mm-hmm. match. That's mm-hmm. that's what I do. I match energy. Mm-hmm. If you give me great energy, I'm going to give you great energy. So, yeah. I mean, it's all good. But overall, it was a great experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't believe I talked about that. Yeah. Um, I usually kind of keep that in my head, but. Like my wife say, we don't go th- through things. How you say it? We don't. We go, go through. I people say you don't go through stuff. <coughs> you go. We don't go through stuff for yourself. You go through it for other folk. But I don't. I don't know if I believe in that. I go through stuff for me and other folk. Okay. Like, because I'm learning major lessons by going through this stuff. Right. So I feel like I go through it for myself and to help others. Right, and it's right. A, it's a dual thing for me, yeah. like, because I'm learning yeah. a lot along the way. Yeah, they do say that, oh, mm-hmm. you don't go through for you. Yes, I do. Yeah, go I sure do, because I'm the one going through it, sure. And I'll help you out after the fact, you know, but I got to get through it first. Right, to um, even help you. Yeah, so. um or Look at you or, just being so, you <laughs> know, uh, just being so, uh, I don't even know what the word is. I don't know either what you're trying to say, but I'm, that's just how I like to say it because it makes more sense to me that way. Right. But, yeah, that was that was a big, big thing for us, and we made it through that too, sweetie, for yeah, real. Man, I'm telling you, man, we done been through some stuff, y'all. Now if I can get you to go to the doctor now like you're supposed to. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I'll go. I go. Oh, I'll you go. done said that multiple times. You won't do it until I make the appointment for you. Well, why why do why do men do that? You over here talking about what, what women do. Why do men do that? Why you can't go make your daughter's appointment and go to the appointment? The you same, supposed to go every year. The same reason why women do this. Oh, please. So, I mean, hey, but we're not gonna get into mm. what men I do. bet not. That what we're gonna say that for another episode too? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, sweetie. Well Oh, this this is why I do my spiel. But you gonna say that every time. 
you gonna say this is where I do my spill every time. You got to just know when it comes. This is right. whatever at whatever episode this is. You should have it at this point. Okay. So okay. when it starts to you know okay come start to talking the end, and then I'm gonna make it natural. Go ahead, start talking. And start then, to. Uh, so talk, and then I'm going to uh, like well, see yeah. if I naturally do it right. Go okay. ahead. Okay. I don't know what to say, but I mean, I guess, yeah, that was a trying time for us, but we are glad that we made it through. Remember, y'all, only the loyal last. Y'all. Thank y'all for listening to Loyalty Over Cloud Podcast. Catch us on the following podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, Amazon Music, and anywhere else you listen to your favorite podcast for free. You can also follow us on Instagram at Loyalty Over Cloud Podcast. Make sure to subscribe, follow, and five-star rate.